It is an immutable law in business that words are words, explanations are explanations, promises are promises, but only performance is reality. This quote by Harold Jeneen rings especially true for sports teams as well, wherein the goal is to win. But what role does a deeper understanding and data around your own team players, as well as competitors, help in securing these wins? And what can other industries learn from the sports industry? Now, since Super Bowl was only last night, it's only fair for us to deep dive into the agile world of sports analytics. My guest today, Bernhard Escherich, is an SAP industry expert with more than 20 years of experience with SAP. He was a part of the SAP Sports Industry Business Unit when it began in 2015 until 2020. He is now the chief expert at SAP's new business and industry strategy team covering all industries. Here he helps implement new innovations and business models for SAP's customers. He is passionate about bringing insights and best practices from elite sports teams and SAP Sports Solutions to all industries to enable healthier working environments and lifestyles. He was a water polo player in his youth and you can still find him at the pool every morning at 6.30. Today, right after Super Bowl Sunday, Bernhard and I will be discussing topics from the latest SAP white paper on sports analytics, which I have included in the show notes, so that you too can keep the Super Bowl celebrations going with this deeper dive into everything sports analytics. As always, my name is Akshi Mola and you're listening to SAP Experts Podcast. Welcome, Bernhard, to the SAP Experts Podcast. Having you here is all the more exciting today because Super Bowl was only yesterday. So what a better chance to talk about sports analytics when Super Bowl, such a big, exciting event, just happened yesterday. Welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I think it's a pleasure to be here today. A bit tired from yesterday, but I'm really excited to share some stuff with which we have done in the past. So Bernhard, we're going to jump right into it. And let me ask you this. We often talk about team performance. We talk about statistics a lot. This happens a lot more with renewed excitement around big sporting events, like the one we had yesterday, which was the Super Bowl. And I know that you're working with a plethora of top performance sports teams in the world. So I would ask you to open that locker room for us a bit and let us know. Are the sports teams really interested in the same statistics as us fans? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think we are all fans at some time. So fans are excited. And I myself as a fan, I'm excited when something on the field can be predicted. So, for example, yesterday, what's the next upcoming play called? So this is something where you talk around with your friends. And sometimes these are statistics and predictions where the coaches and even the players are interested. And I can give you a fantastic example. So in soccer, uh, SAP has generated together with data partners something which we call penalty insights. So in not football, but soccer, um, when you have their uh, um, uh, tournament, then in the decisive rounds, Sometimes when there's an equal, uh, when the, uh, the zero to zero or one to one, then you do a penalty shootout. Mm-hmm. This means five, six players from each side against each other. 
And then it's important to see the pattern. Where will the shooter shoot so that the goalkeeper can catch the ball? And this was something where you can use a lot of statistics. And that's something then which coaches have used as a prediction in order to give, to give the, uh, the goalkeeper a better chance. And that's something which is interesting. And also another, yeah, another development is adding to this. More and more sensors are allowed in more sports so that, that players can keep sensors on the field. So in terms of load management, you see it when a player be uh, begins to get exhausted. So then you see the heart rates. Mm. But if you look at what is going on normally in the sports, then we need um, to think of, hey, a player, the time he is available for a club, 90% he is training, mm. either in the preseason or during, be, uh, between the matches. And that's then much more important to get insights out of it. So um, what is the, how is the player feeling today? The well-being of the player. A good prediction uh, how well a player will perform is not only the data, whether you see whether he, his passes are uh, on, on sport or something like this, but you can also predict if he's asking how well have you slept uh, yesterday? Mm -hmm. And When you begin collecting such information from players, then on Friday, when the lineup for the match is determined or on, on, on Wednesday, whatever, whenever you play, then they say, hey, I've slept very well. But over time, you can correlate and you can say, okay, this doesn't seem to be so true. So, but And these are important information and then you can collect them together so that you get a 360-degree view of, uh, of the player and that you then can not only say, hey, when is, is the player on the peak performance, so, but also when, when is he fit to come back from an injury into the game? Mm -hmm. And I can give you a great example for what would be a scenario where these analytics can help. So imagine there's a team which has not a big budget and which knows in order to be to stay competitive, they need to run more. And then so the, the coach gives them before the season to tell them, hey, we need to run two kilometers more each game than all our opponents. And then suddenly before the break, before the uh, uh, after the first half of the match of the match series, you see an increase in injury. Yeah. And then you, you have to ask the question, hey, is this overtraining? Is the physiotherapist the one which should change something? And then we have seen cases where then coaches and analysts and the physiotherapist looked uh, uh, into the data and they came, and they, then you can see pattern. Hey, if when people are always, you have a higher degree of injuries, when they are coming out of a, of a high load and then coming more to the relaxing phase, then you can ask the question, is this due to the high load? If you are doing a, an, a training session with a lower intensity, is this due that they are not so focused because they say, hey, this is a, this is a relaxing day? So these are the questions. You see, this is then not exciting. It doesn't look so exciting like, um, hey, what's the next play of the quarterback? But this is something that... Over time, you see these teams who are doing this well, they will win more because for, the, for a great coach, for a great athlete, they are all top athletes. But then the last quarter, the last 1% is, how can I do not a 
great play once in a big match, which is great, fantastic. I was never at this stage, but more also, how can I do this persistently? How can I do this? How can I repeat this? So I think that's that's such an insight. And this is where um, the, 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 the SAP solutions come in. They enabled everything can come together and then um, move forward with, with such analysis. You know, you're saying all that and it was so fascinating because it kept me thinking about two of my own incidents. So the first one was, uh, I think I just uh, graduated from university and I got really into fitness uh, all of a sudden because, you know, you don't have your university to keep you uh, on your toes and now you're in the working world. And this one time I got overzealous on the treadmill and my heartbeat got really high. And I'm so glad my treadmill was a smart treadmill. It stopped. It started slowing down because it's new. my heartbeat was way, way, way up there. So now me, I'm not a sports player. One injury for me, okay, fine. That's not going to be the end of the world. That's not my career, right? It's all the more important to have something like this, especially for people who, for whom this is not a one-off thing. Second of all, I recently, last year, actually, I had this episode on asset management and how companies want to keep their assets at peak performance. Now, when it comes to sports industry, humans are the greatest asset. The players, their health, mm. that is all the more important. And so that's what, what does that mean? We need analytics on all of these statistics, their health, their wellness, their sleep, all of that. Yeah, exactly. That's that, and I think this is this is coming in now into reality. So people were talking about this for a long time. Uh, but if you, but I think this is a gradual change. So I was a water polo player in my youth, mm. which is some some years away. And for us, load management was that the coach said, "Hey, train harder." And if you said, yeah. "Hey, I have enough," they say, "Okay." then you need to keep yourself, you go over these into the red zone. The red zone was always good for my coaches. And I don't blame them for this. This was at this point, the time of a sports exercise. And again, I have never been at, on such an elite level like the NFL players or something like this. But I think this is also, there you see um, a challenge which you have there. It's not only bringing in the software there, but also helping that new trailblazers, new new younger coaches can come in and bringing these both together so that this can take off. And then as in your case, perhaps not the treadmill, but also the coach can say, hey, stop, <laughs> don't be so ambitious. Exactly, exactly. And with that, you know, the natural follow-up that to me is sports by nature is meant to be very, very competitive, right? And that often translates in one guarding their own competitive advantage. But Bernhard, we see so many in the league using the same solution, which is SAP Sports One, right? So does this not mean perhaps leveling the playing field and giving away the competitive advantage? Yeah, that's a great question. And we have had these discussions uh, before, uh, even with some sports teams, when we, when we, uh, as you said, SAP has a great footprint in, 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 in soccer. So I think it, it's worthwhile to look at how the environment is looks like for these sports teams. So first of all, they share a lot of data already. So all these teams get then from their league a lot of data about themselves and about their opponents. So they get a lot of, they got the video coverage, they got the data, uh, the position data of, in, in many cases, from players on the field. They got a lot of statistics. 
So they know already a lot of these things. And the second point is the sports community is a closed community, a closed community. So people are moving around. You see this every year when everybody in the season is thinking, okay, which coach, but not also the head coach, but also the assistant coaches or the other uh, analysts are moving from one or other. So a lot of knowledge is also going around. And the interesting thing, what you see is that when, when this started, the SAP Sports 1 started in 2014 before the Soccer World Cup for the German national team and with TSG Hoffenheim, this Bundesliga um, uh, club there. After the first successes, a lot of sports teams were interested. Hey, let's use this. Because these guys are so deeply convinced that it's not about to have just the magic code to football or to soccer or to basketball or to baseball. They are convinced is, hey, we need to have a great, great platform. And there they can help. They, they are thinking very realistically of their opponents. They say, hey, when we are all building together on this, then the, we, we can put this on and then we can put on our competitive edge. Because the dirty little secret of analytics is always... It's cool to see the analytics at the front end, but decisive is, have you clean data? Have you keep kept your discipline in the team so that all data is kept then in the system? So you see, this is more about then well, a lot of playing field for great coaches. So therefore, it's true. Sometimes, and, and sometimes there are competitive um, uh, advantages. So these sometimes you, you teams say, "Hey, SAP, we would like to work with you." But mm -hmm. then afterwards, uh, after a certain time, uh, this can be made available for, for for the others as well. And I think that's fair. Um, there's enough room for such innovations which can differentiate you from the others. Absolutely, absolutely. And speaking of that differentiation, Bernhard, you have worked in the sports field previously with, with an SAP, and now you're working with all of our industries. So is there anything from your perspective other industries can learn from the data management and performance insights of sports teams? Yeah, I think so. And for me, it was a steep learning curve when I when I entered the sports team. I was coming from the industry from industries before I before I was in in in, in healthcare and in in um, the uh, public security space. And even there, there's a, a lot of time pressure. But I think what what really our customers and also we learned a lot is decision making under pressure. These team, these coaches, these analysts, they are always under pressure. I, you you and, and you always need to make big decisions. Imagine for a retailer, you have Black Friday once a year. Look at the sports team. They have Black Friday in, in football, 12, 13, 14 uh, times a year. In uh, soccer, you had then, depending on uh, how, how, uh, in many, how many competitions, how successful you are, 52 times a year. So this means... They are very keen to get the right information in the right format and they get relevant information because I think that's the second uh, lesson there, to get the right data. Nowadays, we all speak about the data um, explosion of data and also using that companies can use external data in order to improve their analytics. And what these guys there in sports do very, very well is to say, hey, which data set is really, really 
relevant for us, which data set should we have a look at? And also sometimes, what do we need to change? Because, for example, they get a lot of data from these external sports data providers, and they are there, there are some metrics which you apply. So, for example, when do you think that a player has done a successful pass? And the definition may vary from what the data provider has defined and what you are defining as a sports team. Again, coming back to my previous uh, statement about the uh, competitive edge. And this is what they are doing very, very, very well. Um, and this makes a lot of fun, but it's also very, very, um, yeah, also a lot of pressure to help these guys. Also, what they do very well, the projects within sports teams are never very long. They don't have time and it's always during the season break or and they are very open for I've never worked in a in an industry which is so open for innovation from other industries. They are always try, they are inviting people from other industries and a lot of people from the industries they are trying to get into sports because like me, they love sports. So, mm -hmm. so they are very open for innovation. And also the last point I think which I learned there in terms of advantages. Sometimes you in other industries, you have the feeling, hey, we need to have the, this one big competitive advantage, this one big insight so that we can leap ahead, that we can really outbeat all the competition. And these guys in sports, they are more modest, but more ambitious at the same time, because they have these theories going around to say, hey, we are striving for the 1% advantage or even they say like for the 0.1% advantage so they say if you do everything what you do with a lot of commitment with a lot of discipline and train and do sports analytics and do IT in the same way like the athletes compete then you can outbeat the opponent and i think this is something which i found fantastic and also The, these guys, which are so motivated and speaking every day about their passion for their job, I think that's awesome, and I think this is hopefully also spreading around in the in the other industries as well. You know, you just blew my mind when you said that uh, the whole thing that you said around the agility and how the projects are not very long in the sports industry. And that makes perfect sense because I have been in pre-sales, right, previously. And a lot of times it's said that, oh, next quarter it will be signed, next half, yeah. next year. Well, how many seasons is that? Four years, you have another Olympics. Are you willing to waste uh, so many players' potential, like whole careers um, on just perhaps bureaucracy and that's not an option with the sports uh, industry and that's something other industries could learn from their best practices but on that note i would ask you bernhard to spill some tea because when we were talking you told me about this idea of sports management solutions being used across all industries so not just the best practices aspect but the actual solution And you are already working on this with customers. So perhaps can you share some insights with us and spill some tea? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for us, there was a big insight when we worked with the uh, Formula E Mercedes EQ team. Because these uh, in the Formula E, this um, uh, uh, Formula One for electric cars, um, they were trying to optimize the team performance. And one of the key target group for them was to say, hey, look at our mechanics. 
these are the ones which are doing weightlifting which uh, and 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 doing these quick uh, things which you see on on tv so we are also using the sap sports one solution for um uh, for the improvement of the performance and this clicked with us because imagine if you look at a lot of industries there are millions of industrial athletes going to work every morning and you have some extreme examples like a firefighter like a soldier like a police officer but imagine a mechanic manufacturing cars a mechanic building a, a, a plane weight transportation imagine all these home delivery what you are doing in a nutshell these are athletes they are running to your door they are they are heavy they are doing heavy lifting but the difference to a professional athlete have you ever seen that your delivery uh, uh, worker is doing a warm up in the morning that a coach is telling them that the the head of their department is telling them hey sorry we think you are you are uh, you have you are overloaded uh, so uh, you are in the risk of of doing uh, too much and this was something which which clicked with us and based on these um uh, on these uh, projects we there are now many of these uh, started across uh, starting across different industries at various stages because that's the idea we are now bringing to the market hey let's help someone like nurses who do heavy lifting every day and we uh, and and who needs to keep protected and the the, the um the well-being of them is so essential as we have all seen with their tremendous frontline work which they have done during the pandemic and this is really something which is, is so deep to my heart to say hey let's use these insights from 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 the sports area and these combined view then also to say hey an industrial athlete a nurse is not only we we should not only care about that she is she is able to lift a heavy person out of the bed but also is she men is she um, mentally fit has she has she slept well are there problems with her sleep patterns due to the different shifts has she, uh, is she uh, hydrated enough a big big topic for for many of them so is there optimal nutrition or is she just grabbing a sandwich because she doesn't have time to do so and there if you imagine such systems then used across across a lot of places this would be would be awesome and there we see or as i said already the this first project which i mentioned and if you expand this then you see a lot of potential which go way beyond just a pure sports performance athletics components there Industrial athletes. I, I absolutely adore that term. I loved hearing that from you. And when you were saying all that, my brain kept going to my husband, who is a singer-songwriter, and he also performs rock music concerts. And what I kept thinking is that he has his own little process on the day of the show. It's like, okay, he is hydrating early in the morning, and he's carrying his equipment to the stage. And we used to always like do a hit and trial. He's like, oh, I shouldn't have this kind of food before I go on the stage. My energy is off. Maybe I shouldn't go too hard in the first half. In the second half, my voice is not there. Um, you know, I have to dance around the stage as well. I can't do this and I can't do that. What I recently realized, we uh, 
we got the smartwatches to monitor our energy and we could see how much energy, how many, how many times he was in the red zone, uh, which yeah. even he didn't think he's like, okay, I don't, I'm not working that hard on the stage, am I? But now we have the data. We did not have to speculate anymore. And that is the importance of data. And that's just one example of one individual. Like you said, a whole industry, all those frontline workers having this indisputable data so that it's no longer a matter of opinion, no longer a matter of hit and trial. That in itself is fantastic. But Bernhard, I'm going to be a little selfish here and ask about what about folks like me? Because right in the beginning, I told you I got on that treadmill and the treadmill told me, no, sit down. So there are folks like me who sit around in offices all day or in their home offices like I am. So what is in it for us when it comes to sports performance insights? Yeah, it's it's a great question. And it, you absolutely hit already the nail in your question on the head because we have tons of sensors available. And at SAP, we realized we have so many people who are exercising already and who are, uh, uh, from the employee side, but there are also some other people who... Um, need a bit of encouragement to 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 really move around and to to exercise and the the interesting thing is that you see how can you how can you encourage people to to do physical exercise you can do this if you have a competition but not a marathon but just a very easy competition to say hey do i know now today make more more steps than my uh, my my colleague the the other team and this is where why we implemented within sap a solution which uh, which is called um sub at fit at sub in order to measure these these steps and that's exactly you see the same components as i described before in terms of uh, technology like these sensors you are connecting sensor to a database you are then evaluating this um, and then if you and, and and you need to do this in a very very privacy privacy compliant way and that's exactly what we have implemented already before the pandemic and which we have also continued uh, throughout the uh, pandemic always um, uh, obeying to all these uh, um, uh, compliance laws for pandemic prevention but this is now going widespread because. As you described, they, normally you saw some statistics, in, and I think this varies from each country, but you see an increasing number of obese people. And also, especially when you are thinking about mental health, it's all about exercising. And when we looked in our data there, what we have available, and we can only look this in an anonymized way, so we cannot track how many steps a single employee has done. Then you see... If we do such competitions like we have done in the past, hey, the team with which has done most of the steps of the whole competition can decide to which cause it will donate some amount of money from SAP. That's where we saw a huge increase of steps. And I think, imagine this, if we have all these, and we are now speaking and, and also using a lot more stuff like, Bikes, imagine sustainability, very close to my heart, a topic you have covered this in your fantastic podcast before. We are also working on this. So this is something, if, if you can encourage people to go by bike to the office to save carbon emissions and at the same time 
do something for themselves so that to keep them fit and then even donate something to a cause which is close to your heart. I think that's an unbeatable competition. And that's wow. something which we now will push out um, so that um, more people can benefit and that um, then the, the um, uh, other companies can also benefit from, from this approach which we have implemented. Absolutely. I can even uh, see it being used, utilized in, say, public schools with children to encourage them to be more yeah. active and perhaps cut on the screen time, right? Yeah, exactly. That's that's something which really depresses me. I have four children and luckily they are all in, 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 in sports, so they love sports. But if you see the statistics, I, I must say I'm every time which when a new statistics comes out, I'm shocked. So two-thirds of children are globally are not doing enough physical exercise. And physical exercise is, is defined as one hour per day of moderate physical exercise. So when they are even moving around. In, in, in Australia, at the University of Canberra, they are doing fantastic research and they are all, um, around this and they are also doing something around, they speak about physical literacy. Can you mm. imagine this? Wow. People are, uh, children are no longer able to do the simple things which, uh, which they should do, climb a tree, run around, go in circles, do do a baseball ball uh, uh, throw. So these are things which which really is is I think this is something which is which is a disaster and where we really need to 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 do something around and not in terms of blaming them. Hey they yeah. should do more. I think this time is over. That's something like my coaches, hey you need to be in the red zone. We need to understand what motivates them. We need to right. really go with them and give them dedicated help and also use all what we have available. The the enthusiasm for sports. So this is something which which I think will be one of the key challenges of over the next years. If we go, if hopefully uh, the pandemic is over, then going back to normal work, but also reducing all the health risks which are associated if you do not move. Always when you speak about the mental health pandemics, this is all uh, the the not exercising is also for sure one factor which contributes to this. Yeah, that, that will give all of our listeners a lot to think about. So thank you for sharing your passion. We really, really, really appreciate that. And on that note, let us look at the complete picture, Bernhard. What would you say is the biggest area of improvement within sports performance? I think the biggest area of improvements within sports performance is um, a prog progression in data collection. So that all these great ideas which are existing for years about applying machine learning and AI to the data sets can be realized. So because now we see just the beginning and one of the biggest um, and, and, and there the, the SAP Sports One solution is a, is a great foundation so that you have these data available and you are collecting this on a regular basis. And I think I would expect that we see very, very interesting insights about injury prevention. Uh, how can uh, how can they keep a player more um, uh, longer on the field? How can they keep them without injuries? This is one area. And the other area would be untap even more areas for a 360-degree view. There are very interesting analytics going on to say, hey, let's follow the 
eye pattern, for example, of a quarterback or of a striker in football and to train them there so that they have a better perception of what's going around uh, with them. We have seen there some very, very interesting projects uh, already. Um, but also to understand, to, to understand the, the, as I said, the complete picture of how the different components of the performance are coming together and um, how they can be combined. Absolutely, absolutely. How can they be combined? So to sum up everything, I know you, Bernhard, and your team are always monitoring the new trends. So is there any connection between the things we discussed today and the so-called big trends, if I may be so cheeky, perhaps the metaverse? <laughs> oh, that's a very interesting question. Uh, yeah, exactly. And 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 I, I would be uh, I would be over ambitious if I say I have a clear picture of the metaverse. But this will be uh, also another podcast. I think what what we can see there is, um, for example, Peloton had made training in the digital space uh, cool. So I think that's something which is now um, accepted. And imagine if I come back to these from the kids, uh, the training of kids and get them physically active. Imagine if they would be able to train in a virtual environment where a lot of them are, are, are living now or they are spending their time to train there, to do really something physical active and then exercise with the quarterback of the LA Rams or with Thomas Müller, a striker for Bayern Munich. What a motivation this wow. would be. And I think this is, hopefully, I would hopefully I would see such a trend. And also imagine the industrial athlete, the same as I've described before. You will not be able to have a strengthening and conditioning coach at every plant in the world. But imagine if a technician, which is using um, virtual reality for his daily work anyhow, gets then himself a warm-up, a stretch-up, Why are such a, such a team uh, like um, uh, his favorite soccer team? I would say this would motivate a lot of people. And I expect a lot of this yeah, to be realized over, over the next years. And yeah, I would expect when we, when we speak about the summer Olympics in Australia, I think in 10 years, then I would expect if, you, if we cannot travel there, that we then can be in the stadium right now hopefully in something which is then, I don't know, called metaverse or XYZ-verse. But this is something where I, I, what I would love to see. And I think this would be very interesting. It definitely would be very interesting. And I don't even think it's that far-fetched because we already see Roblox concerts and metaverse concerts of our Excellent. favorite musicians. So why not warm up with your favorite sports teams as well? And with that said... Bernhard, it was such a pleasure having you here today. Is there anything that we did not discuss today that you would like to share with our audience? And where can they follow you? Yeah, yeah you can follow me on uh, on LinkedIn and on, on Twitter. But what I would really recommend you, because we have today we have spoken about sports, but sports, the real excitement you can see if you really experience either live or if you see it in a video, And if you go to YouTube and you just type in SAP Sports One, SAP Sports One or SAP Sports Performance, then you can really see all of this stuff, what I'm talking about. You can see examples, how it's applied today. And yeah, then I hope that you would be so much interested that you 
have a more detailed look and that you keep exercising and hopefully you are using not in a uh, in a that you're using in a very near future the solution if you're an industrial athlete every morning to warm up absolutely and i will be dropping all of that content your socials as well as the sap link in the description down below and we also recently worked on a white paper that i will also be dropping in the show notes below so with that bernhard once again thank you so much for joining me today and enlightening us on the world of sports analytics thank you it was such a pleasure <laughs>